Good morning and welcome to a special edition of Entrepreneurial Realities, the podcast of the Venture Lab of the Munich Technical University. My name is Antoine Le Boyer and I'm the Managing Director of the Software and AI Venture Lab. We are joined today by Meryl Moreau, who leads digital marketing at the Travel Corporation. She has extensive marketing experience at B2B and B2C companies and was an ideal VP of marketing in my former company. Meryl, welcome to Entrepreneurial Realities. Hello, everybody. So. Meryl, I have worked with probably more than 45 startups at Tum and many before, and all have in common to have the same need, which is that they need to get visibility, to get prospect, to be visible to partners, and they have zero marketing budget, and they are, by the way, still working on, on the products. And as you remember, this is the situation that you and I were facing when you joined us. So since you, you, you helped us tremendously, what could these teams, what could they do and what should they do? Thank you, Antoine. So first, I'm super happy to be with you today and to share my experience about definitely how to do marketing with a very small budget. So, and the first thing I will probably advise everyone is to definitely first explain the value of the product way more than the features. Most of the time, we have, I mean, we have the, because it's something that you, you know perfectly, you're going to describe your, your features first because you build the product, you know what the features are, but sometimes are, we are kind of missing the why. We are kind of building that values and that features. And so to always come back about why we have that features in place is going to make people understand the value of your product as a whole. So for that, most of the time, you need to think about concrete use case in which your product is going to be used and solve a problem because most of the time when there's a product is because there's a problem that we want to solve. And so defining some use cases help to define, I mean, the best values that the product is actually bringing on the market and when you are defining your product even if it's still work in progress having a pilot just to test hypotheses and understand i mean the different use cases is definitely what's going to help now this is probably 99% of something which i meet at 99% of the cases that i have in front of me with the teams at tomb because they are all engineers Yes. And most of the time, all the time, engineers, they have fantastic idea and they often always kind of think that, I mean, the idea that they have is going to be, I mean, the value of their product. And it's interesting because when they have pilot, I mean, with a customer, I mean, this is the, the customer who is going to seize the value of the product. And so, which is very interesting, is sometimes the value is different from what the, 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 the product is, has been built for. And this is the beauty of the pilot because this is how you can definitely really test your product, product in real world. And a customer can definitely together with you with strong use cases that will help you in the future 
market your prod- product properly. Now, this also matches well with some of the people that we've on the podcast. And if you remember, I've had one of the founder who actually admitted that because they were engineers and they like to develop great new features and so on, they wasted four months developing a number of things they were very proud of. And then when they went to test with an MVP, the market, the first thing they heard is that, you oh, know, this thing is not for us. And 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 they had to basically realize that they wasted four months of, of development at a time where they were short in funding. But it's all not always easy for engineers who are proud of their development and whatever they've done to really understand the market, to have the sort of discipline and to be able to get the value. And this is why their value is always defined not by the engineers, but by the people using it. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, I mean, as well, just to add a bit more to what you just said, Antoine, is that as an engineer, we want to have the best product and to build the ideal product. And it takes time for it. And so sometimes, I mean, the time We don't have enough time when we want to be visible in such a competitive market on which we are all in. And so that's why the best approach is to test very quickly, to think, I mean, with an agile mindset, always testing what you're developing. And even if it's a V1 of your product that is probably not ideal and pixel perfect, <laughs> you have to test it. You have to learn from it because it's thanks to your tests that you're going to do in real world that you can either confirm, I mean, that the feature that you are developing is definitely answering something that is a concrete need from your market or that you're going to realize that you don't have to focus your time here because maybe that's not the problem that your product is best at. Best at. And you have to maybe change a bit your approach. That's why testing your product in real world is, to me, super important. And that should drive a bit your development moving forward. Now, testing is something that I've always, that I had before working with you, always associated with development. What you've also explained and, and put in practice at my former company, GSX, is that Testing is absolutely an essential part of the work of marketing. So can you elaborate on this? Yeah, sure. So we have a kind of an interesting word, a word for that, which is an A-B test. So that seems like a very technical word. But when you think about that, it's not that technical. Is that typically you have an idea. You have, let's say, you're going you're gonna to say that your product is good to, to do X. And so, and this is, I mean, your A version. And actually, I mean, you're going to test another approach that it's going to be what we call the B version. And you're going to provide that A-B test to exactly the same market audience. And you're going to assess, I mean, the results of A versus B approach, and depending on the results, you're going to be able to really focus your decision based on data that you're getting from the A-B test, not on perception. And the beauty of the A-B test is that sometimes the perception that you have testing your A version 
is going to be absolutely not what the market is going to experience. That means that the B version is going gonna, is gonna to be a success. Now, we are talking about marketing. So can you give examples of what a test can be? So that, Because testing, I'm, I believe that the, the engineers and the students who are going to be listening to this, this podcast are going to be thinking about you know, feature testing, user test, mm. and so on, you know, the, the classic type of development tools. Testing is something which is also a very important tool for marketing. So can you give examples of what's, you know, a test in marketing? Sure. So super simple example that actually um, we are doing with the team all the time. You are sending an email and you have a call to action on that email, what is a call to action is definitely a button that you have in your email. And typically, you're going to test just the color of the CTA and see if just changing your, the color of it is going to change your conversion. So typically, you're going to go with a version A, which is your usual version that you are using all the time, which could be blue. And you're going to test against a green one You're going to provide that test to the same market audience and you're going to see which one is going to be a success. And sometimes even just testing some small detail like this, which is just a simple color that can really, I mean, you are kind of telling, it's not going to change anything. And surprisingly, you will see that, I mean, it changed a lot in the customer behavior just because you are changing the color. Now, That's an example of probably something which is associated with maybe B2C approaches, which is what you are where you are working right now. At two, I'm working with a company which has developed some artificial intelligence capabilities to derive data about production. So they have unique data, but they are not 100% sure exactly what is the value of the data. In other words, they have some innovation, but they may not have completely identified a solution. The data could be used for traceability, quality costing, okay, but they are not sure. Mm-hmm. So what they should do is that they should create email campaign, campaigns, blog entries, LinkedIn posts with a call to action that is going to give them success capabilities, objective success, or number of people clicking, whatever, and so on. Metrics. Metrics. Yes. And then they will be able to get a sense for what the market is going to be seeing in the value that they are providing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what you are saying is that marketing techniques have to be associated with numbers. All the time. All the time. I mean, we need to be driven by data, not per perceptions, because I mean, I am fighting so hard to push per, uh, perception out of the discussion. I have lived this <laughs> and it works. <laughs> so, and I mean, and basic, of course, I mean, data can definitely support your per- perception, which is fantastic, but you know why you're doing things. Because, I mean, the, the, the metrics that you're going to get from all your, I mean, your actions is going to give you learning. You're going to have some basis. You can have as well some numbers that you can see, I mean, that you can play with to make them grow or if they are going down. So you, you have at least some basis on which, I mean, you can refer all action that you're going to take based, yeah, based on that numbers. So big time. I mean, to me, everything is is market in marketing need to be driven by data. It's very important because for many engineers, they have a perception that marketing is going to be qualitative strategy, 
soft skills, quote unquote. And what you are saying is that all of this is, of course, important, but it's only going to be valuable if you are able to actually measure it to make decisions. Yeah, to me all the time. And when when I any action, if you are not able to assess the results, then don't do it. Because for that, you need everything that you are doing, every action that you are kind of taking, you need, I mean, to be able to measure. That could be concrete measures. That could be as well learning from, are you driving any traction with the content that you are pushing? I mean, number of views could be a metrics. Number of click could be a metric. Number of new leads could be a metric. So any action, I mean, you need to set specific KPIs for that to make sure that you are able to assess the performance of what you are doing. So don't try to have a tons of KPIs because at the end of the day, you're going to have a dashboard on which I mean, are, do, will you be able really to action that big dashboard? So just focus your time and effort on just some KPIs that are going to drive your uh, strategy moving forward and help you build as well your marketing plan. Just few KPIs. And then, I mean, throughout your process of selling, improving your product, you can add some more, but just be mindful and conscious that the more you're going to add, the more difficult and complex your decision is going to be. So always have in mind that when you have a KPIs, there's a why and a concrete action behind to make sure that you can action them properly, if that makes sense. Let's move to the next topic. These days, companies can't go into the startup, don't always have the means to be able to do you know, Google advertising, go into a trade show and get a boost. So they have to try to find ways of getting visibilities. And the, the, the terms which comes in very often for such situation is what is known as inbound marketing. And when you came in, you basically helped us becoming really good at inbound marketing. So can you explain what this is? Yeah. So uh, yeah, inbound ma marketing is definitely my secret tool. I've, I mean, was my secret tool 10 years ago, even if now it's way more popular. Uh, but typically what it is, is that you can have the best products in the market. But if no one knows that the product exists, then, I mean, it's too bad. And especially in the, um, let's say, in the software industry, it's not always the best product that is winning, but is most of the time the one that is, that is the more visible in your market audience. And so this is what inbound is definitely helping is you're going to attract your customers thanks to what we call value-added content. And so it's because you, 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 you're going to explain the value proposition of your product that people are going to be able to find you on the web. So the most important thing here, so the two most important thing is the value. Yes. And being found. And being found. And there's some stuff that are technical per se, but 
I mean, there are definitely the basis when you're starting with the inbound marketing strategy is to understand the keywords. So keywords, what it is, is definitely the search term that people are typing most of the time in your particular industry. So you have to know them before writing anything to make sure that when you're going to start to create content, you're going to use that, that search term. Because the more you're going to use them in the content you are producing, the more you're going to get visible to that particular target audience. Now, why is a good website fundamental for inbound marketing? So knowing that you've created some content and that you are visible on your industry and that you're driving people to you, to your fantastic content, then you have to convert them. You have to make sure that you're going to build your database and you're, you, you're going to build, I mean, some what we called leads that, you can, that, that can become, I mean, anytime soon, your customers. And so to me, a, web, a, a good website is definitely because you're going to drive all the people on your website. I mean, your website need definitely to set your value proposition really quickly and you need to build it for conversion. So there's no way for me to lost people, to lose people in your content, pushing them, reading, I mean, 10 pages. If they are not converting, that's someone that you lost. Whether if you can get, I mean, some engagement from that, from from your from your leads for your potential leads, this is where I mean you can then continue nurturing the process until they become a maybe a, a, a they they will start a trial and become a customer. But at first, you need to get that contact to be able to build your database. And once you will have that database that you are creating throughout, I mean, all the action that you can do. I mean, this is then another beauty of, of inbound is how you're going to nurture the needs of that leads that you just convert onto your website. Can I stay on this? Because you are, you know, the, the, the nurturing process for, say, B2B software startup is something which is probably longer than someone who wants to, I don't know, buy a soft drink at the supermarket. And what you and I, we realized when we worked and we started, you know, measuring and, and test, testing and measuring is that many of the, of the customers and the prospects which we would convert as being really interested parties, they had actually to get budget, which was not in their budget because they hadn't thought right. that this was a big issue. So what you put in place is that you re first we realized this was the, this was why we were converting people, but they were waiting to start a pilot, even though they were interested, and therefore the ability to hold their attention and keep them interested was something that we realized we had to do. So we have to understand, in other words, that there are a number of industries where the nurturing of someone interested and converted could be small. There are a number of industries where if you come to something which is really new and there is no budget and it takes a time because this is the way this is happening, sometimes you're going to have to think of nurturing 
potential prospect for 12 months. Yes, absolutely. And I will add on that, that you need to give them arguments because they will become, I mean, your ambassador in their companies. So when you are nurturing them, so providing them with new content all the time, you are giving them new arguments to push, I mean, the trial as much as possible, as soon as possible. So if you are kind of waiting them to do the job for you, I mean, it's too much job for them to do. And so they will have to find, I mean, some arguments themselves. They will, it's going to require as well for them lots of time that probably they will not have. Whether if you are pushing some arguments to them because you know what they are expecting from you and from your product, of course. I mean, in a way, you, you, you're going to make that decisions process. You're going to shorten that decision process because you are giving them argument for them to be able to use the, the, and to try your product anytime soon. So if we got these guys that are got into this 12 months you know, decision process, the content which has got to be created should also have a goal, which is to get the guys to make sure that they can get a budget. Yes. Yeah. And to build the use case with them. And so that came back to the argument that we were kind of talking about at the beginning is because you built that use cases at first, so you know that you're going to have some needs around that use cases and you're going to build your nurturing process around that particular use cases. So maybe you will have kind of two or three different nurturing processes because you will have different need from your markets around that use cases. And your goal as a software vendor is really to help your customers use your product because you know that your product is going to solve their problem. So it goes in both ways. So if I want to step back and formalize and, and have some takeaways. So the first important thing for a startup is to have, to be on the lookout for the value of the product. Don't assume that the engineers will know the value of the product. Be ready to actually identify new, 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 new values that you wouldn't have thought of. Second thing, marketing is not only the strategy. It's about testing and measuring. So it's a KPI-oriented world and you don't launch any activity as you said any marketing initiative if you can't measure it and then the next thing which is this inbound is that when you have the right content the right value you create value add content which allows you to be visible and you get the guys to come to your website where you convert them and you make sure that you can nurture them until you have someone who's going to be able to make a purchase decision and this is the 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 process of marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I think that we have covered quite a lot. I, I can, I'm 100% sure that all the teams that I'm working with, I'm going to make sure that they really listen and understand this. And I'm going to make sure that they, they put this into action. And I'm going to ask you the usual question that we ask at the end of the, of the, the podcast. Do you have any advice for our listeners? So, yeah, I would say for entrepreneurs... Definitely be provocative, 
have fun in everything that you're doing, doing with passion. Don't be too polished sometime. I mean, be a, yeah, go out, think out of the box is definitely going to help you a lot. And be bold all the time in everything that you do. Mary, thank you. Entrepreneuriality is available on major podcast platforms where you can find other inspiring presentations. Do subscribe if you like this podcast and want to hear more or do give us a rating. Let your friend know about it and we look forward to having you for more entrepreneurialities.